What's going on, fellow nerd jacks? How are we doing today? Jesse, how are weekend, you doing man. Today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited. Also kind of trepidatious, but okay. kind of excited. Throwing out big really words. I like weekend. it. I know. I had a really good weekend. You know why, but we'll save it for another episode. All right. All um, right. It's a dream come true kind of weekend, but um, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm rocking the Batman shirt for the DC fandom episode of Nerd Jocks. Nice. So it's got to be. I'm sure so you tuned be. in, and I hope uh, everybody listening also tuned in because I think all of the reveals that happened at DC fandom are ones for us to just be generally, or sorry, genuinely excited of the reveals themselves. Like, oh my God, it's this. Oh my God, it's that. Oh my God, it's this. Oh my God, it's that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's super exciting. It almost feels like, you know, DC as a whole is is finally doing some good things. Uh, I think I think they've kind of showed that. Uh, we'll, we'll kind of just glaze over some of the things that occurred and also right. get in depth with some others. There was a lot revealed. I think it's amazing the way they did it online. I know we don't have a Comic Con or anything right now. Yeah, but the way they did it online. Maybe the way this starts to happen in the future, because yeah. like you have more groundswell and excitement from that than Hall H. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I'd also like to, to throw in maybe this will be how certain things are revealed and the more exclusive kind of reveals happen at these places. So like if you pay to go to a convention, if we get back to, the, you know, the, the cons kind of feel. Um, you know you're going to get some exclusive stuff there at the cons. Like, you know, like Funko Pops are with the cons, right? You can get some, like, very exclusive stuff there. Might be the case with trailers where uh, uh, with with these online ones, we can all nerd out over these, you know, uh, uh, trailers that, like, I mean, the Wonder Woman trailer was was really cool to see. I liked the, the vibe of that, you know, 1984 uh, feel. But then there was other aspects within the trailer that I was just kind of like, yeah yeah let's just jump right into it because yeah. that was going to be our first topic and, and very professional of you to segue right into it um, <laughs> i don't do yeah, this for you know i do this for you <laughs> one one i'm on record i don't love gal, gal gadot yeah, as yeah. wonder woman okay and that's you know neither here nor there she did a pretty good job in the first movie i don't yeah. have a lot of complaints yeah. the ending was silly <laughs> um, so I was gen- genuinely excited. Then I saw they're bringing Chris Pine back, and I'm yeah. like, "Oh, I'm excited about that too. That's cool." Yeah, I thought I really it was odd. The dynamic. Um, then you watch this trailer. There's so much going on. Um, the whole going back to her childhood thing, which I thought was interesting, and you know, but then we start getting into the antagonists, and I think the problem that we see with a lot of DC films and even Marvel films, for the most part, but you know, they're, they're their actors kind of help overcome this is just really poor antagonists. You know, it's just, I mean, Thanos is probably the best comic book antagonist, not named the Joker mm. that we'd ever seen on a big screen. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. From, the Russo brothers did, did him very book. well. Yeah. They did him great. They made him kind of relatable. Like, oh, okay. I you understood him. That. You understood him, but you were still like, this guy needs to die. Like, yeah. it was it was like, you know, you gotta go. big spider in the side of the room. I get you want to kill all the bugs in here, but you might, like, bite me and kill me, too, so I'm going to kill go. you. Yes, you got to go. 
So then we start watching the Wonder Woman 1984 trailer and we start getting into, I forgot, I, I, this is going to sound really bad. I forgot the name of the antagonist that um, Pedro Pascal is playing who can grant people's wishes. But the one I really want to key on is Kristen Wiig's Cheetah. Gosh, did you really not have better CGI? Is that the CGI for the finished product or what she looks like? Yeah. Really? And excuse my voice. I've been coaching football all week, so a little raspy here and there. I sound like a 60-year-old from Yonkers. But the, the, the villain is uh, Maxwell Lord. Thank you, Maxwell Lord. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, but Cheetah's CGI that we got to see, first of all, the whole uh, 1980s reference gold winged costume for Wonder Woman, I, I'm not a fan of. I like her genuine her her normal look and, and yeah. alterations of that right but just that little snippet of that fight makes me not want to see that movie on the big screen i understand that you no know? i think i, I so, think the vibes i got off of that trailer were similar to the same feeling i felt from uh andrew garfield's uh second spider-man film where it just oh, felt yeah. like there was too much going on and i think one of the things so that 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 film suffered was that it didn't really know the direction it wanted to go in it had you know too Dump many segwaves, segways, and and yeah, I almost said segwaves, which like it's a part of dubstep. When you said dubstep, it was like, um, <laughs> but yeah, I you know I think Gal does does a good job performing as uh, you know Wonder Woman. She 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 goes she does her best to portray the the Amazonian um, you know leader that 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 she she is. Um, Chris Pine coming back is is, in my opinion, a great thing for that film because Chris Pine one yeah. is an amazing human being. Uh, I got to meet him and he's just he's just a genuine guy and that's what comes through all his performances. So it just adds that layer. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of felt the same thing where I felt like Kristen Wiig's kind of whole character arc i was like man this is unoriginal it just it, it's just unoriginal and it and it was sure. it was that that's the part for me where i was like take some creative liberties with that character you know don't don't just force feed us the same oh i want what you have kind of thing it's like uh uh i mean we've seen yeah. this time and time again and it just it did bum me out and why not special effects like why not do a version of her where it's a special effects, you know, outfit. Sure. That would have been awesome. I would have loved to have seen a practical effects, uh, non CGI version of uh, Cheetah, right? So mm -hmm. it's yeah. just, it, it, you know, I miss that. I just, I miss that in film. So I get what you're saying. It was just like, man, ah, oh, man, here comes this CGI spectacle. See, and, and it's like Warner Brothers for some reason can't get CGI right. For some reason, like if you go back and watch a lot of their films, the CGI is just poor. Yeah, you know, go you know the cave troll in Batman vs Superman. <laughs> that was literally the cave troll from Lord of the Rings. Um, like it's that sort of thing that you just kind of look at and you're like, listen, you're a huge multi-billion-dollar um, studio. You can't get that right, really. So now it, it was tough to watch. It's tough also because I think Cheetah is one of the most formidable adversaries for Wonder Woman in the comics. And she's got a certain edge to her that 
I don't necessarily think Kristen Wiig can have. Now, I'm not saying she's not a good actress, but I am saying this is going to be very outside anything we've ever seen her play before. Right. And I'm kind of skeptical that she can. You want to be able to that edge off. Yeah. Yeah, I just it's all it's all it's out really. And that that was part of the that was part of for me. Did you feel like when you were watching the trailer, you believed her? You know, when she's like the femme fatale, sexy walking in, I didn't believe that at all. Mm. I didn't believe that at all. Like her walking in, owning the room, like that sort of thing. Like that's like to me, Kristen Wiig's like you know the the character on Saturday Night Live with the small hands. You know, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it's hilarious. (laughs) Like yes, Uh, Lawrence Welk show skit that they used to do. Not you know femme fatale, really hot walking in. She may pull it off. Okay. Um, I obviously, and we'll get to this at the end. I didn't think Robert Pattinson had an edge to him that he could play for Batman. I just, it took me one scene in the trailer to go, okay, I was wrong. I'm open yeah. to things. I didn't see anything in this that made me think that about Kristen Wiig. And I think that's, that's my biggest issue. I'm excited to see why Chris Wine's back. Yeah. Cause he was to me, I think it's a wish was the best thing about the first movie. I think it's a part of that wish. The the uh, Maxwell Has Lord wish and and I'm I'm gonna already go with the uh, uh, a prediction that he's got to go with the wish something's gonna happen and we're gonna watch him you know maybe fade away hopefully they don't do the the, the uh, Avengers like fade away thing the, the, if they do that effect where they where he just fades don't do that don't do that but it'll tug at our heartstrings. Yeah, I'm 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 going to check it out, you know. Going to want to see how it does. Hopefully they deliver. Maybe another trailer will help out um with some more footage and and some more of those performances, but yeah, I'm I'm all about like I need to be able to believe these people. Even if it feels too grand of a spectacle, one thing that and and this may be the the case what Infinity Ward did was like really right. just like set the bar. <laughs> For films yeah. and being able to deliver performances across the board that you're just like, these were great. I honestly wish, and it's never going to happen, that the Russos would make every comic book movie I've <laughs> watched for the rest of my life. I mean, their ability to juggle a whole big cast. But then they also, I just watched Winter Soldier the other day, and like you can't walk away from that movie and not go, I've got nothing but good things to say about it. Yeah. And that was a smaller cast. And they did Civil War, which I think too much was trying to be done in Civil War, but it was still enjoyable. Yeah. But then Infinity War and Endgame. I mean, there's just there, there's no uh, there's there's no directors to me uh, that that are as cool as those two. Yeah. And speaking of directors, we had a reveal of the Snyder cut yeah. of Justice League. And an announcement that for the next Flash movie, and this was kind of at the same time, that besides having Michael Keaton, which we already knew about, that my best friend in the whole wide world, Ben Affleck, is going to be back to play Batman. Are you guys guys really best friends? Just like the bestest of friends. Just the bestest of friends. Like, like we. We get along, like we go out for beers and hang out the way that you and Nicholas Cage go out and hang out. For oh beers. yeah, 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 yeah. Nick it's and like I, that. Nick and I get a, get along really well. You love his work. I mean, it's such a wonderful body of work. It's amazing. <laughs> so funny. So I, amazing. People give me a hard time about my uh, my 
natural resistance to Nicolas Cage. Almost I'm sure like people would say bored. the same about about Ben Affleck. He's great. Haven't you seen what was the bank robbery movie? Like, I feel like that's what that's whenever people reference. They're like they either reference that or they reference the film from from early on in his career. Um, they do the town in Argo and Goodwill Hunting. Those are the only three they ever bring up with with Ben Affleck to talk about how good yeah. he is. Yeah, that's those are. The and I'm like, like, you know, he made like Geely, Daredevil. There's also something to the Snyder cut besides Ben Affleck that I'm oh. kind of like, hmm, is four hours, four hours of. One hour mini series experience really is what it is, but four hours. You needed four hours to tell your 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 version of that story. Yeah, um, you're not Quentin Tarantino. You have not delivered films in your career to compare yourself to someone like a Nolan or a Tarantino who takes. Or Scorsese, where they're like, I'm going to spend this long, and everybody's like, yeah, cool, fine. Spielberg, yeah, cool, fine. I mean, I'm so, I'm not, this is no offense to Zack Snyder, though he might find that, like, it might take offense, but you're, you're not on that level. I understand why the studio was like, no, four hours? Nope. Boo-hoo, Zack Snyder, you made Sucker Punch, and you try and defend it to this day. That tells <laughs> me everything I need to know about you as a director. Okay. <laughs> Like lit, like seriously, like okay. So let's let's go ahead, real quick, real quick, before we get into this the Snyder cut reveals and all that stuff in the four hours. Let's talk about Snyder's just resume. Yeah. Okay. So three hundred. Okay. Visually stunning. Yeah. Pretty much stuck to the source material. Oh, completely. And Frank Frank Miller was on set every day to make sure. I mean, he was there contributing, but you know he was there to make sure that he stuck to source material. He then makes, I don't remember if it was Watchmen or then Sucker Punch, but it was one or the other. I think he did Watchmen and then Sucker Punch. So he does Watchmen, which was a disappointment. was a graphic novel that was a massive disappointment across the board. Nobody was happy with that. I don't think it's even that divisive. It was too long. And it, he strayed from the source material, mm. didn't have anybody to actually reel him back in again. Then he did Sucker Punch. Let's just let that be it, okay, about what we say about Sucker Punch. Visually stunning, story-wise terrible, didn't yeah. make any sense. He's got great visuals. I mean, that's the thing about he's it. He's a DP. Like, yeah, he's it, not a director. He's he, a DP. His, his, his ability to put an image on screen that is compelling is really good and is super unique in the industry but yeah then it just feels like there's just nothing in the in the center it's just like wow it's really flashy and i like what i'm looking at but it's not leaving me with anything he doesn't bring the best out of his actors either like let's so man of steel okay they give him they give him superman man of steel i love henry cavill I actually think from look perspective, he's the best actor we've ever I love had. His story Superman. about how he got got that opportunity. He was playing World of Warcraft. Yeah. World <laughs> he didn't Warcraft know if he was going to answer the phone. He didn't know he was going to answer the phone or not because he was so deep in a game. I was like, "That's a nerd jock right there." It is. It's a day, Henry. If you're listening to this, come on. You want this talk? Come on, buddy. <laughs> uh, I love Henry Cavill, and I think he actually has. 
this really engaging, personable side to him, right? We've never seen that as Superman on the big screen, ever. And then they announce Batman versus Superman, which you're like, huh? I mean, okay, this movie should make a billion dollars. It doesn't because, and I don't care what anybody says, I hope people are watching this. That movie is hot garbage. Your <laughs> ultimate edition is still hot garbage. <laughs> I, I think, like, I, get, I think, the major, I think the the minority is very vocal in the 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 regard to uplifting that film and saying it's a really good film. I know plenty of people that have expressed what was that? Just it, this opportunity that was there, and what was that? What was that? Martha? It was Martha. It was, it was just Martha. It was Martha. I, and the and then he starts the Metropolis and Gotham right next to like just every. I, <laughs> Metropolis and Gotham are supposed to be like New York and Chicago. Yeah, they're, like, that's they're, what they're really, supposed to be like. They're supposed to be super far like away. Not like, hey, there's, there's a river right between the two of us. And then there's just this magical effect happening where the Gotham City's just naturally more dark. Super dark and dingy. Than, yeah. And then Metropolis. Yeah, that moment. I just remember feeling that being like, this is someone who doesn't know past surface level information of the, the intellectual property. At least it's what I took away when, when that moment even hit me. Yeah, and so so then they give him Justice League, and obviously he has to walk away, you know, for personal reasons. But I also think that they were the studio was probably also like, oh, the runtime is going to be three hours and fifty nine minutes. Yeah. Oh, we need to do something about this so we can recoup at least some of our losses because yeah. this movie is not going to come anywhere near to making. You're not going to see that runtime as a consumer and go, I'm going to sit down and watch that film. Yeah. I mean, Peter Jackson had was, his films. There was worry too with uh, with Endgame because they knew how long it was going to be. They were like, "Oh yeah, we're kind of worried with with." We know people will sit through it, but at the same time, I mean, the three hour. I held minute? my pee. Oh, that's. I, I mean, totally I had pee. I had a completely <laughs> full bladder in that film. Um, but yeah, for for DC, you know, the the DC cinematic universe, they don't really have that luxury. They haven't won over the fan base the way the MCU. A hundred percent. You're a hundred percent right. And that's that was my feeling. It's like you haven't culminated 21 films in this big finale, right? You didn't do that. You you threw these people together and went, hey, we're making a Justice League movie because you didn't want to be like Marvel, but then you also didn't want to be smart at the same time. Yeah. So you decided to make these decisions. So Snyder walks away. Whedon comes in. This is for people who don't necessarily – Whedon does a lot of reshoots. We've got you know the Henry Cavill fake mustache nose, which if you haven't seen it, it's hilarious. Like it's, He talks and his top lip doesn't move whatsoever it's, it's, at all. Yeah. Again, yeah, yeah. bad CGI for Warner Brothers. And you watch the movie and it's just, it's vapid. It could have been a TNT, you know, movie. You know what I mean? Like it, it had no, it had no sus- sustenance to it. Ben Affleck is still terrible. As I, I watched it I on a flight. Anybody says. And I was like, what? Yeah, exactly. Nice. Like the parademons and the sound of fear and like all this stuff. So now we're getting four hours and now we're getting dark side. Now we're getting, you know, the post-apocalyptic, you know, metropolis. And now we're getting all this stuff about cyborg that you weren't going to get. And man, we're going to get this backstory on flash because he's an amazing character. He's terrible. He's an amazing character. And we want to get him in here. And you're just like, but it's four hours. Yeah. Do you not know what the editing room is for? 
Well, I mean, that, that, that also starts with a really good script and you know, that, that there's a usual expectation of the length of a script, unless you are one of these more notable writer directors, writers, um, where, you know, the, the script's going to be longer if you, if you get it and it's going into production, there's expectations that you don't push over a certain limit. If you're up and coming, you're not as respected in the industry as those high level people. So, yeah, I mean, that's a lot of pages. I mean, that's, that's the thing for me. Like when I think four hours, I'm like, wait, what's the runtime uh, in minutes? And then I'm like, then you break that down into pages. Oh my God. No. What? What's the average time per page? It's a Is minute per page. Amount? Minute per page. Minute if, per I, page. If, I, if I write a 120 page script, you're expecting a 120 minute movie. And if you have action in there, you're doubling on each page a minute you're doubling you're so two minutes a page with with action sometimes more because those action sequences could be pretty pretty ridiculous so yeah his script was easily easily a, a minimum 150 pages i believe oh had to be more right that's what i mean is like well, yeah, yeah i mean with max if, if you action. add up yeah, yeah, action no, and stuff like that yeah sheeps yeah. yeah but you but this is Zack snyder so it's gonna be a lot of talking really cool visuals yeah a lot of talking really cool visuals again. yeah so and I'm not I'm hey, not excited. Look, the old, you know what we are going to get really cool gifts. We are oh so many. I mean we're going to so get many. a lot of really cool gifts. I mean, I mean that's the one thing I will take away. Memes and gifts will be quite prevalent, and I will be thankful for them when I text one to you one day. It's going to be amazing. I, I think uh, and just really quick, going to gloss over it very quickly. Um, I. I am only excited about the Flash movie if they literally Flashpoint Paradox the entire DCEU and reboot the whole thing. That's that the only reason I'm be excited their, about their, it. Their little ace in the hole and attempt to do that. That would be awesome. I would be all for that storyline. I think that is, is much needed right now. They need to do something to shock, shock it back to life. It, that, that's what it needs right now. It needs, it needs a defibrillator. Uh, or James Wan just keep making crazy visual Aquaman movies and just make all of the movies like that, where you literally look at the screen and you're like, I have no idea what's going on. But this is awesome. Yeah, this is <laughs> yeah, like the really circus. Was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really was. Speaking really of directors was. that I am really excited for and one day I would love to work with is James Gunn getting a hold of Suicide Squad is probably going to generate DC's cinematic universe, a lot of respect as well as a lot of money because James Gunn really is one of those directors who knows what he's doing. He is a nerd. He understands the comic book source material and he understands what works well in his creative vision. And I think that is like the perfect, perfect story for him to give his take on. And I'm really excited to see what he does with with that film. Yeah, I like that they just did kind of a snippet of how they were making it and the talk to the cast and then did the cast reveal. I got to be honest, though, uh, some of the characters in Suicide Squad, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of a comic book nerd and I'm looking at it going, huh? <laughs> Who's that one guy? He had one, like, there's one, like, TDK, which is played by Nathan Fillion. Fillion? 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 Yeah, another person I've heard nothing but amazing things about. So TDK, the character he's playing, may be a reference to the 
Take Off Your Limb Kid, which was like referenced like once like a long time ago where okay. there was literally a villain who could literally take his arm off and beat you with it. Oh, wow. Nice. Like, yeah. So like, I don't like it. I get Mar- uh, Margot Robbie's costume looks amazing. Uh, I like that they brought uh, the Amanda Waller back. Not sure if I love the the uh, Rick Flag um, costume they have. Mm. We'll see. I mean, yeah. I, I I just I think they're very obscure characters or Suicide Squad, but I also think he did that because like he can kill them. Yeah, he because can. they're meaningless. Yeah, you know. But they can be really just, fun when they get on camera, and they can yes. really help move the story along in in such a way that uh, I think I I just think that's that's what the first. Suicide Squad film missed was there was just a lot of like lip service to, to, to storytelling. Uh, it's this sword takes souls. Oh, it's she's amazing. Okay, cool. That's all we learned. That's that's it. You know, then, then, <laughs> she never uh, took a soul with it once. I mean, we didn't learn anything else. Uh, you know, and there were just moments in that film that I was just like, man, if it weren't for some of the performances like Margot Robbie's. I even think Will Smith did the the best that he could with given what sure. he was given. You know, all of that to be said, it was just like, man, this could have been so good. You know, so I, that's why it's got me excited to see what James Gunn does with it because he's yeah. We can look at the stuff he's done in the past and be like, all right, all right. I I did not expect him to do what he did with Guardians of the Galaxy. Did not sure. expect it to be as strong as it was. I think that was also on the strength of really good casting as well. I think he, he, yeah. he cast incredibly well for that film. And, you know, I think he's been blessed with some already casting that was established within itself here, which I think is going to be good for him uh, because I don't, I don't necessarily know. I, I think it's interesting. I think the one interesting thing about Gunn, and I've got no, nothing bad to say about him uh, as a director, I think the really interesting thing about Gunn is they never offered him an Avengers movie. So I, my, my curiousness about that is, does Marvel think that he's niched as just a funny guy director and not somebody yeah. who can necessarily have like Taika some, some heart into what, what he's doing, which I, yeah. you don't need for suicide squad, you know, cause unless you're doing Floyd Lawton's story or you're yeah. digging deeper into, um, if you're digging deeper into the Joker storyline at all, you don't really need heart. You need very expendable characters. I'm excited to see King Shark on the big screen. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I really enjoy oh, yeah. this character. Yeah, I haven't watched the Harley Quinn animated show. It's hilarious, and King Shark is funny on Isn't it. Isn't he like super violent as well on. because he's a uh, shark? Super <laughs> violent. Super violent. What's What's funny about the King Shark? He's like he's super violent, but he's constantly wearing like. Uh, like sweater vests and khakis, like he's fully dressed all the time. Yeah. And then when they're but then when they're in fighting situations, he'll totally complain about all the violence going on, and then he'll bite somebody's head off, <laughs> which is like, it's a, the, you haven't watched the show. It's really funny. I think they did a really good job with that show. It's its own little crazy universe, but it's it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot. Of fun. So speaking of Suicide Squad and talking about King Shark. Because the most amount of King Shark I witnessed from the DC Fandom event mm. was the announcement of a sleeping giant coming out and making their first game in over, what, seven years or something now? Uh, the Suicide Squad more. game? Kill, uh, yeah. kill the Justice League? 
Um, yeah, interesting title. That sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, but King do. Shark was all over that trailer. And I also think the first thing I took away from that trailer was the voice acting was spot mm. on. Like, I love oh, yeah. every bit of, of each voice actor's performance um, within the Suicide Squad games reveal. Yeah, I'm with. I'm totally with you. I was really excited about what I saw until I saw the release dates 2022. So I'm like, yeah. come on, yeah, really. So really, really quick, I, I looked this up. I, I quoted you this. I quoted you this the other day. Arkham Knight was Rocksteady's last game. Was released in 2015. That's right. That's right. So by the time we actually get um, this game out in 2022 it'll be seven years between games i can only believe that that's possibly due to the fact that they were like because here's my thing on 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 rocksteady's games they pushed the graphics to the level that i was so impressed every time i'd watch gameplay Mm -hmm. from all of the batman games and i'm like man their graphics are crazy right what else can they do when you think about it graphics are like the 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 highest thing that you could push before getting into next gen where next gen will then become this. We'll get so used to things like ray tracing and global illumination and all that stuff, right? The, the, the graphic uh, uh, quality that will need something else. I can only expect that they were waiting to get the dev kits for next gen where they were like, right. we're not going to create a game until we can get those next gen dev kits. And then we'll start working on a game and that delay. Cause I don't think dev kits started getting shipped out until like late 2017, early 2018 was might've been what they were just, you know, sitting around waiting for before they jumped into development. I'm guessing. Could we, we've been hearing, we've been hearing rumors for years that they had another game in development and nobody knew what it was and whether those rumors were true or not. You know, we don't necessarily know, but, you know, this was one of the games that was rumored. It was rumored for a long time. It's kind of fluctuated the rumors. I think it's interesting that it was also rumored that they were doing a Bat Family game, which was also revealed at by WB Games Montreal. Yeah. Um, I think you can really see the difference between the two. When you watch the trailers of two games, look, I got nothing bad to say about WB Games Montreal. I think if you actually go back and play Arkham Origins, it's an underrated video game. Hmm. I actually think it was very enjoyable. I think the writing was good. Troy Baker's Joker was good. You know, I ultimately think that it was a good game. Uh, it, it was not Rocksteady's game, but it's yeah. still a good game. It was as close as we could get to it. Yeah. When you watch the reveal of uh, Gotham Knights and you watch the reveal of Kill a Suicide Squad, there definitely felt like a quality difference between the two. Yeah. Um, and, and it definitely, there's a voice, there's definitely a voice acting difference. My gosh, some of the stuff on Gotham Knights, I really hope that was just alpha or beta level stuff because alpha. some of yeah. that writing was super corny. Okay, super corny. Like, let's let's bring it back in. I think it's going to be really interesting to see the co-op nature that we're starting to see. Yes. That's being emphasized. Yes. I think that's really important. I'm excited about and, you know, that. I've wanted that for oh, yeah. so long to see that yes. happen. Oh, my God. Yeah, and we and we we're kind of seeing it with uh, you know I'm pointing at my PlayStation Four. You guys don't know what I'm pointing at. That's my PlayStation Four. <laughs> and if you're only listening, uh, you don't even see the point. With, <laughs> yeah, you don't. Yeah, we're kind of seeing that with Avengers coming out next week, um, two weeks, something like that. Yeah, I really hope it's not as buggy as what I played. I really hope they fix yep. those. I really hope they use the beta to fix those. 
as we move into it. Um, but you're seeing the emphasis that we're starting to place on co-op because we're understanding that those single, there's nothing, look, God of War is probably one of my favorite single player campaigns ever. I can't imagine yeah. somebody being boy in that game with me, right? Yeah. Playing two player. Yeah. It's very much an individual game. Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. Stand in strong, but they've got a four player coming out. Yeah. I mean, they they knew they understood like, Hey, we can deliver you an amazing single player experience that you're all going to talk about, but guess what? People want to play together. Yeah. That's going to make me, you know, I haven't picked it up yet. That's going to make me end up picking it up most likely because I can play with others. I don't really have, honestly, my gaming is only done with others right now based on my schedule, my life. I have to game with other people. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't have time to really dive into the single player. So I just think it's, I think it's interesting seeing both those developers. I'm really happy to see it. It's a lot of Batman all at once or, or yeah. DC, but you know, like they even said kill the justice league is set in the same universe as Arkham. Yeah. So it's set in the same universe, which tells me there's a lot that could be done with that. Yeah. It's interesting. You know, Superman's all crazy. He looks like maybe it's a kryptonite thing. I maybe was guessing red him. kryptonite because of his eyes glowing red. I'm guessing that that's what they're, yeah. they were doing. And that's clearly a huge brainiac ship on the earth mm-hmm. in the trailer. So mm-hmm. brainiac would know that. Yes. Yes. So it's, it's, so it's interesting to see where they're going to go with that. I don't know if that was going to be two player or four player co-op, whichever Which way they go with it. Uh, Kill the Justice League. Suicide Squad is supposed to be a four-player co-op experience, whereas uh, Gotham Knights is going to be just two-player. Yeah. The four-player co-op is going to be so cool. Oh, my God. That is going to be be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited to see what they're going to do. for As a gamer, it's going to be exciting stuff. You know, we we had some other reveals. Uh, We had uh, Black Adam. Uh, We had that little stop motion comic of it yeah and we can just really briefly i don't necessarily i love the rock i actually really like a lot of the stuff he puts out i think yeah. he seems like you know everything i've ever heard about him he's a great human yeah. i've heard some well. stories as well and i'm just like yeah yeah I, yeah another another one of those in this conversation black- of awesome human beings yeah black adam's a bad guy and it looks like we're trying to go this anti-hero route right but that's not a bad guy that's not a villain okay he is a villain to Shazam. They square up with each other. Yeah. And I just I just don't see that out of this. I feel like they're going to try and make him a character that's a hero. It felt like fan service. You know? I mean, that's really the thing. It, it's exactly how yeah. it felt like fan service. And I think that's what I didn't like about it was I was like, oh, this is like if you were sitting down to eat food and I was the dog off to the side, you were like, mm, here's the crumbs. Like, it kind of felt that way of, of giving me information. Like, I was like, oh! Um, oh, it's just crumbs. Cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 I walked away from that feeling. Eh. We got that. We also got that for Shazam 2. Um, they, they revealed the title of that. Uh, I think it's the Battle of the Gods or Wrath of the Gods. So we're going to be dealing with some of the gods he got his power from. Um, they wouldn't give a lot else. They talked to James Wan a little bit about Aquaman 2, and they just said it's going to be more on the horror end. Not sure how you do that with Aquaman. I, look, the, both those movies I enjoyed. They're both good popcorn films. The, the main people did pretty decent jobs in them. I have no complaints. I'm excited to see what they do in second movies. Yeah. But then we got the well, then we got the big reveal. So, um, the Batman. 
you can see from the shirt. <laughs> so, so they've got, I think they've got eight weeks in the can. So that's what they put the trailer together on. Now you can go online and you can YouTube and you can see a bunch of trailer, you know, kind of dissections and yeah. Easter eggs and is the guy duct taping Riddler. And yeah. Like the th- here, are the, here are my three big takeaways from that trailer. One, they weren't kidding about the noir style of this. Nope. It definitely feels like a different film than we've seen. It's, it definitely feels darker yeah. than any Batman movie we've seen on screen. For sure. Um, I, Colin Farrell was unrecognizable. Wait, he's in that? He's the penguin. He's the guy with the big nose and the big... It's Colin Farrell. Oh, wow. I know. Amazing. I, I had no um, clue. You know what, I'm gonna, I knew he on. was in the film. I didn't know. Can wow. you can you Google it right now? Uh, yeah, I'm sure I can. I just want to see your reaction. Just Google Colin Farrell Penguin. And look at the way he looks. I mean, it's astounding. Like, the transformation is it's ridiculous. Oh, wow. This isn't dead air, guys. We're, I want to wait for this wow. reaction. Doesn't wow. even look like him. He, at he all, looks does like um, ah, he looks like that that comedic actor from uh, he's in Kirby Enthusiasm. Yeah, he looks. Yeah, somebody else said it. He looks like uh, you'd have to watch the video in order to be able to check this out. He looks like Richard Kind. He looks like he looks yes. like this guy. He does. Yes, he totally does. Yes, I was just I, I was watching Curb and I was like, he's that guy. That's that guy. That's Colin Farrell. That's amazing. Look at that. Those Dude, the transformation is incredible, right? Like, I thought they were going to play him as some, like, mob boss guy. He, start, yeah. he actually kind of looks like the penguin. That's like when Gary Oldman stepped out as Winston Churchill and I was like, that's Gary Oldman? What? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, cool. Oh, my gosh. And then my third takeaway is... Look, I don't know how he's going to be as Bruce Wayne. I think I'm still kind of on the fence on how that's going to look. Yeah. But I am definitely on the train of I'm going to give Robert Pattinson a chance. Yeah. Did you ever get a chance to see The Lighthouse? Or Lighthouse? I haven't. I haven't. I haven't sat down to watch it. And none of my my issues with Robert Pattinson as Batman were were ever um, strictly based on he's, you know, shovel face from... Uh, Screen Junkies from, oh, trailer gosh. of Twilight. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Twilight, yeah, exactly. You know, sparkly guy. That was that was never my hangout. My hangout yeah. was I just I didn't see somebody who could embody the intimidation factor yeah. that I saw that that Batman has to have. Yeah. And so I'm watching the trailer, and you know, hey, he's there, and okay, suit. I don't love the suit, but I, I actually, wasn't a big fan either. Yeah, I get a lot, a lot of long Halloween vibes from it. It's not like it's their own thing. Okay, he's early in his career. It's obvious from some of the shots that he's not in the manor, or if he is in the manor, there's just a garage. He doesn't really have a cave. Yeah. Like this is year two Batman, so you know he's still, still a bit elevating, still changing. I think that's why you know it's not as sleek as it eventually looks, right? Right. The scene when he beats down that thug. Yeah. That was the, the scene memes that I watched were. and went. Oh, they're memes? I don't even know. There, there's memes. memes where you're I like, someone's them. like, yeah, he's beating up the thug. And then he keeps going and it's like. 
<laughs> you know that 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 moment of how the reaction shifted when you see him just continue to beat this this guy yeah so the two things i loved about that scene were one matt reeves answered my question does he have the ability to have the intimidation factor two the look on the other thugs faces as he's beating this other thug down i was like that's exactly what would happen yeah I mean, that's all you remember in, in, in the comic books. The animated series really got that across to you. Like, everybody was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, once he starts whooping, whooping ass, you're like, oh, I need powers uh, or big yeah. explosive weapons. Yes, yes, for sure. Yes. For a bigger and so, paycheck. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping they cut that, that speech off where he went, I am vengeance. And he just goes, I am the knight. I am Batman and just does the kind of speech from Batman the animated series. It's so amazing. Oh, yeah, like, that would be cool. Kevin Conroy delivers it way better than I'll ever deliver it. But Kevin Conroy. it would be so cool for him to say that as he's yeah. like rising back up again at those guys that look like they had Joker paint on their face, by the way. It looked like clown. Paint. Put that out there. Look like clown paint. Yeah. Very much look like clown paint. So I don't, I'm not sure where they're going to go with that, but yeah, Eight weeks in the can, Matt Reeves. You have my attention. Yeah, yeah. I think Matt Reeves is is you know going to give us a take on Batman that we haven't yet gotten outside of animated comic books. Um, we haven't gotten this in in film yet. Um, you know, I think there's one moment in the entire in all of the Batman films that really makes you go. Oh, wow. That I always remember if I think of, uh, of a bunch of different moments out of moments with the Batman on screen is, is that time that in Batman uh, returns, right? Or uh, the second Batman film with um, Catwoman where he throws the dude off the side of the bridge with the bomb on and blows up. Yes. I was like, that's murder. That man was, <laughs> yeah, exactly. that man was murdered. <laughs> Are we just moving on? Cool. He murdered that man. In case you knew it, he's serious. You know, that was that moment that stands out to you where you saw violence. I don't know if a lot of people recall that moment, but that was a moment for me that I was like, that guy just blew up. He didn't survive. There's no way he's he's still alive. That was dynamite. He's gone. <laughs> that, you know what's crazy about that scene? You bring that up. I always bring that up as to why I didn't like Burton's Batman. I thought he was more Punisher than Batman. Batman pulls that bomb off another guy walks around Gotham kicking other guys' asses, finds that guy, and the guy punches him in the face. He looks he looks at him, and he's like, shrugs it off, and then he looks down, and the bomb is attached to him, and then Batman smiles and kicks him down a hole. Yeah. And then he blows up, and you're like, that's first-degree murder. Like, he walked around with that bomb, like, I'm going to murder somebody with this thing. It was premeditated. Someone who's who's uh him. No yeah. him. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> totally premeditated. That that thug woke so up that morning and was like, movies. We're gonna wreak havoc. I'll probably get punched. I might get knocked out. There's no way I'm dying. Batman doesn't kill anybody. What are you talking about? Holy that's a <laughs> He did also turn his car around and a guy who was blowing fire at him in that movie. 
he revs his engine, his jet engine, and sets the guy on fire. It's true. Did anybody put that guy out? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. It's not like he put him on fire and murders. then immediately like shot his, oh my gosh. He, he murdered a lot of people. He had guns on his cars. That was not Batman. That was the Punisher, okay? But I, I think what I really liked, so I'm going to go back to a, a director we were talking about before. Snyder probably made the best Batman action sequence that we've ever seen on screen. He probably did. The sequence when Batman is taking out the thugs to save Martha, save Martha, saving Martha in, in the warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> that scene. I feel like that should have been the tagline on the, on the poster. Batman be Superman. Martha. <laughs> Period. Everyone is like, what's going on with this? What do I need to know? Sorry. But I really think, I really think when you look at, I really think that sequence, I already saw bits of that in the Batman trailer. You know, when he's guy shoots him in the chest, he's repelling up the thing. He's fighting multiple bad guys. He beats down that thug within an inch of his life, which let's be honest here. Batman doesn't kill, but he definitely has some people in physical therapy all over Gotham with some permanent injuries. Like, like he's taking joints and putting them in directions that they're not supposed to go. It's like, listen, Doug, you may be alive, but you are going to have a lot of medical bills for the yeah, rest of I, your I life. Have, I have wondered, what do, the, <laughs> what do the family members of that thug, when that thug's like no longer a member of organized crime, but he's like, it's like, you know, like his nephew, it's like, uncle, hey, son, how was it? How are you? You know, it's like, what happened to your arm? Uh, stay in school. <laughs> Stay in school. Stay, stay in school. You know, Drugs never wants to admit it. Drugs are bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like just, you, yeah. Get yeah. your education. It's that scene in Billy Madison. He's like, get your education. You, you stay in school. No, I, I, I really think that, I mean, Reeves has my attention. I'm, I'm excited yeah. to see what he's doing now. Uh, I'm excited to see Pattinson's take on Batman. I really hope. I still can't tell if he's done a lot of working out. Yeah, we talked about that. Really hope he has. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, I really think that uh, I really think that that movie has some potential. It does. And to me, coming out of DC fandom, everything that we watched and saw, I might be a little biased. That was the thing I walked out most excited about. Yeah, I would I would agree. You know, as a as a as a moviegoer, as a gamer, very excited to get that first kind of like co op experience to that extent out of Gotham Knights. It'll you know I think it'll lead us up for 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 the Suicide Squad game and the excitement there. I, I yeah, my overall takeaway was 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 pleasantly surprised overall with what I saw out of um, the DC fandom event and and yeah, I mean this is. It's going to be an exciting time. I really hope all of these intellectual properties deliver. I do. I really do. I don't expect the kind of makes, to, but yeah, I hope all the other ones. No, and, I, I, and I'll be honest, because we have this podcast, I'm going to watch it. We have to. It's, it's, it's not going to be my favorite four hours of my life. We have to have informed opinions. It. Don't just make your opinion based exactly. on other people's opinions. 
Inform yourself. I think, certain, I think there's certain things that I can have an opinion about that I don't have to be informed on. Like That's the half of your shot job. Getting shot with a gun hurts. I mean, I don't need to be shot to know that. Yes. Having Batman, having Batman beat me down with a hammer fist. Yes. That's going to hurt. Yes. I don't need to be the, the, the thug to know that. that, that and I, I'm going to leave you with this thought. Is Marvel being quiet because they don't have anything right now? Or do they have a lot and they're just waiting? 